welcome to our Victory Outreach Boston podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. Blessed to bless, be to be. See, we have to understand this morning that God's plan for Israel was always to bless them. His plan for your life is to bless your life. Now, I don't know about you, but before I came to the Lord, I, didn't, I wasn't a blessed man. I was a man that was in heartache, in despair, in confusion, in turmoil, angry, full of hatred. And I didn't understand that word blessed. See, the word blessed in the Webster's Dictionary, it, says, it means to request to God the bestowal of divine favor upon oneself. In other words, when we ask God for his divine blessing upon every area of our life, of our house, our children, God, bless my house, bless my children, bless my car, Lord. So it's, it's one's request to God that we're blessed in the dictionary. But what God told Abraham and what he was, and what was referring to Israel in the future was that he was desiring to bless, that it was God that wanted to, it wasn't a request from Abraham, but it was a desire of God to bestow his favor upon Abram in the nation of Israel. And that, and that promise overflows to you and I. It overflows that he wants to bless you. He wants to give you a great, no, I didn't have a great name. I had a bad name. I, there's a saying that I've never met a good Danny. Oh, thank you. My wife's my, my choir. <laughs> that word Danny, in fact, in Spanish, say Daniela Travieso. That used to call me when I was a little kid because I'd be climbing up, jumping off walls, and my mom had gray hairs when she was young because of me. <laughs> but his plan for our lives is, was to bless us and to, to give us a future and a hope and, and, and so, that, so that he could give us a name. Now, my family, I used to be the black sheep. But guess who they call now? Guess who, who they say, listen, we need prayer. Hey, listen, um, Daniel, we need you to do Uncle so-and-so's funeral. And, and because we see what God has done in your life. But see, now I, I'm not only a blessed man, but now I'm a blessing to others around me. See, Abraham and, and Israel's promise overflows to you and to I. A, the, the promise that God gave to Abraham and to Israel overflows to us. You see, God wants to bless your house. And when I say house, I mean he wants to bless your marriage. Come on, you married couple, say amen. amen. He wants to bless your children. In fact, he says, I'm going to give you a lineage of kings. He was telling King David, he was telling Abraham, your children shall be as numerous as the sand, stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. He wants to bless your relationships, your relationships at work, your relationships at home. He wants to bless your community through your life. He wants to destroy your enemies. I'm not talking about physical enemies. Somebody thought of somebody right now. But thank God he's going to strike them down. That neighbor. Right? There's always that neighbor, that one neighbor. He wants to destroy your enemies of sickness, of poverty. You know that there's some people that they're not poor, but they got a poverty mentality? Always depending on the government. We're going to break that spirit here. He wants to break addiction. 
He wants to break perversion, the enemies of your soul, the assignments that the devil has against our lives. God wants to break them. He wants you to be victorious. He wants you to walk in victory. He wants you to smile. Some of you need to learn how to smile. And it's not easy because we have sometimes circumstances that aren't easy. See, he desires for you and I to be in a secure place. Because that's what he tells King David, I will give them a homeland, a secure place. He wants you to be secure. But that secure place is not a physical location. It is not in in Dorchester. That place is not in Mansfield. That place is not in Roxbury. That place is not in Lynn, Revere, Everett. But that place is found in one person and one person alone, and that is Jesus Christ. It's not found in your boss. It's not found in your paycheck. It's not found in your relationship on on, on messenger, direct messaging. It's not found in your husband and your wife. That secure place is found in Jesus Christ. In fact, there's a scripture that says we are locked up inside of him. And that means you you are guarded, you are secure, you are valuable to him. And that is our secure place where do you go in times of trouble? Because if you go to the government, my friend, the government will let you down. In fact, they say we are in a crisis today because of government handouts. Somebody once told me, Pastor, why won't you take government money? Because I said, I ain't a fool. Now, if they give me a check and say, here, no strings attached, I ain't a fool either. I will take it and cash it and use it for God's kingdom. But I will not, my dependency, my security is not in the government, it's not in an individual, but it is in God. When we came to Boston, there was nothing here. I didn't know how God was going to do it. We didn't have a house or church. We had no people. In fact, I had one guy that was barely saved. But look what God has done. My trust is not in the economy. My security is not in how the economy of the world is doing. My security is not in my job. In fact, my job here doesn't pay me. My job, my security is not in peace because wars are going to break out like we see in Palace, in the Gaza Strip today and in the, in, in, in the Ukraine wars and rumors of war. Israel's at war right now. And this, these are end time things. My, my, secu- my, my security is not in the peace of the world. In fact, Billy Graham said, listen, you can pray for peace all you want, but this world will end in war. But we should pray for the peace of Israel. It's biblical. But we should also pray for Palestinians to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You see, God wants to bless your life. He wants your security to be in Him and Him alone, not in your paycheck. No, don't get me wrong. Don't quit your job and say, God called you. No. It's responsible to have a job. You see, God wants to bless you. He doesn't want, and He doesn't just want to bless you. He wants blessings to flow through your life. See, in verse 2 of Genesis, it says that word blessing means prosperity. We're not a prosperity ministry, but I believe God wants to prosper you. I I believe God wants to prosper you. When I came into Victory Outreach, I didn't have a nickel to my name. I had a dirty, I had a white shirt that was so dirty it was yellow. I had two pairs of pants and a toothbrush. I don't even think I had deodorant. And I had nothing to offer God. I had nothing to offer the ministry. But man, I started to believe in what they were telling me. I started to believe God wanted to prosper my life. I started to believe that. I said, I wasn't going to be at the bottom all my life. God was going to raise me up. And I was going to be able to help other people just like people helped me when I came into this ministry, into the victory, into the recovery home. 
And, and, and he wanted to prosper me. He wanted to give me peace. That word means peace. Blessing means peace. It means that you're a gift. It means that you are a present to those around you. Are you a present to those around you? Or are you like, they don't know what to expect from you when they're around you? See, he tells Abraham, all nations of the earth will be blessed through him. In fact, when we read 2 Samuel, the promise that he gave to David was an, was an addendum to the promise that he already had gave to, to Father Abraham. He tells Abraham, all the nations of the earth. Now, he wasn't just talking about Israel. Israel's intended purpose was to be a blessing to the nations of the earth. Now, we know that they did not fulfill that. We're here because of their, their rebellion against God. So the gospel was opened up and we were engrafted into the vine. But you see, God's, God's blessing and God's favor being stored upon you and I, it, 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 it talks about us being a blessing means God's favor. You see, being blessed is God's favor bestowed upon you. Blessed in the field. Blessed when we come and. But God doesn't just bless you so that you can have two cars and a picket fence and a nice house and a nice job and a gold ring and a motorcycle and two motorcycles and a moped and, and a, nice, uh, a nice hairdo. No, those things are good and he wants to bless you. But he wants you to be a conduit. He wants you to be an extension of his blessing to those around your life. See... God wants his favor. His, that being a blessing truly means when you're blessed that you are a conduit so that his blessings can flow through your life. Are you a conduit or are you a clog? Does God's blessings flow through you or do they stop with you? Does the blessings stop with you or do they flow through your life? Let me give you an example. A couple took us out last night and uh, they took us to... This all-you-could-eat restaurant, right? And when we get to there, you know, I don't, I never expect anybody to pay for me. In fact, my wife knows me. I'm like, let's pr let's pray for them because they invited us, but I, I'm not like a beggar. And so they get in, and then the, another thing opens. So we're going over there, and, she's, and the lady goes, "No, Pastor, we're not gonna let you pay. We're gonna bless you, and you can have anything you want." And I was like, "Anything?" <laughs> so I went in there, and and. See, that was, that was favor being, being stowed upon me. That was God's favor. And when you go into a buffet, everything's available for us. I didn't get everything, but I could have. And that's kind of like how it is when God begins to bless your life. Everything's available for you and everything is accessible to you. And, 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 and that lady was a, actually a conduit of God's blessing. We were able to spend time with them last night. They were a blessing and that was, that was a blessing bestowed upon us. We didn't ask for it. It was given to us it was, and it was, it was high favor for me. And that's what God wants. You, you're, do you know that you're supposed to be blessed? That God's design for your life is to be blessed. Now, blessing doesn't always mean money. Blessing doesn't always mean things are going good. But it means when you don't have money, you're still blessed. It means when you, or things aren't going good, you're still blessed. It means when, when, you, when, when people are talking about you, you're still blessed. It means when you're jobless, you're still blessed. It means when you might have made a mistake, you're still blessed. Am I in the right place? And King David understood this. And, and the Bible says that he, he is, if we go back, if we look at 2 Samuel 7, 8 through 11, and we read it, and this is the Lord giving a response to David. If you look at verse 1 and 2, David, he's sitting in luxury. He's sitting in his, his, his Jerusalem spa. Has about, you know, the latest camel edition. 
chariots, gold, kinds of kids, wives, which I don't know if that was, that was not wise because one wife is a lot. He was blessed and he sits there and he says, I'm so blessed that, that you know, I, I'm blessed, but how can I be blessed this way? And, and then the house, the, the presence of God is in a little box. God's presence is in a little, and I have all this. I have a palace, and I have uh, this kingdom, and God has blessed my life. And, and, and how can that ha- be, be when God's presence is in a little box? You see, he understood that everything that he had, he was blessed by the Lord. His children, his chariots, his livestock, his riches, even his palace. And he looks and he says, how can I be blessed this much and then not have a desire or not have a heart to build a house for God? And he says, I, all I have, all I have, this is all I have is because of God. And he, God's house is in a box. Now God replies to David and he says, he goes, he tells him, you know what, I don't need a house. He goes, in fact, aren't I the one that pulled you out of the ghetto? Aren't I the one that pulled you out of addiction? Aren't I the one that pulled you out of poverty? Aren't I the one that pulled you out of that abusive relationship? Aren't I the one that pulled you out of that mental state? Aren't I the one that pulled you out of anxiety? Aren't I the one that pulled you out of sickness? Aren't I the one that pulled you out of sin? Aren't I the one that pulled you out of the depths of hell? Aren't I the one that pulled you out of the devil's hand? Aren't I the one that has blessed your life? I don't need a house. In fact... And that's when God, when you want to do something for God, man, God is so good. He says, you know what, don't worry about my house. In fact, your son's going to build my house. Remember, the, the, lineage, of, the lineage of kings are our children. He says, your son, in fact, David, you're a man of war. You're not going to build my house. Your sons are going to build my house. And, he, and, he, and David begins, and, he goes, and God tells David, you know, in fact, you want to do something for me? No, 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 no. Thank you. And oh, I, that's a grateful heart. But you know what? I'm going to do something for you because you want to be a blessing to me. I'm going to bless your life. I'm going to use your life. See, when you have a desire to build God's kingdom, God always takes care of your business. When we look around and we don't have our own building yet and and we don't have a men's or women's home yet. And we don't have a prayer ministry yet or a prison ministry or a hospital ministry. We don't have our vans yet because I see them, but they're not yet physical. We don't have finances yet to launch out churches. We, we you know, we, there should be a desire in us to build. We need a church building, God. Not for us, or we can say we've arrived, so that we can fill that place up with loss, with the hurting, though that you could that there's a hospital that they could come to. Our doors are open. Now we're the kind of ministry that our doors are gonna be open. We don't there's no such thing as closing our doors. Somebody will be at that church every moment of the day. Every night, every morning, for we're, we're, that building is going to be used for God's glory. And it's going to be a launching pad to go into other cities in Massachusetts, go into other cities in New England. See, when you, have, when, you, when you realize that you're blessed, you understand that it's only because of God. But I want to build God's house, too, so that we can reach more people. I want to build God so we can meet throughout the week, so we can have outreaches throughout the week, so that we can impact our city. So, mm. Now, God, we know God's presence is not limited to a building. We know that. We're on the streets a lot. We're on the streets Friday night. We're going to be having outreaches this all until the winter hits. 
And guess what? Because the devil don't hide in the winter. We're going to be evangelizing in the winter. I don't, even, I don't know if you've ever seen California's evangelizing in the winter. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Jesus loves you. I think one time John's fingers were stuck to the sacks. They were stuck. We had to pry them off. Chris had a blow on his fingers. And was <laughs> we're a ministry that, that listen, because, you, we, because we understand one thing. When you're blessed... When God blesses your life, he blesses your business, he blesses your workplace, he blesses your finances, he blesses you, we understand that it's the house of God is blessed. If you're blessed, God's house is blessed. See, David had a heart for the house of God. Do we have a heart for God's house? Now, this building is awesome, it's great, thank you to Lion of Judah, but this is not home for us. We're going to be in the ministry God's called us to be, to reach people of all walks of life. Not only from Boston, we're going to reach transplants, we're going to reach students, we're going to reach Africans, we're going to reach Puerto Ricans, we're going to reach Mexicans, Dominicans, Caribbeans. I don't know what they call Caribbean, Caribbeanites. We're going to reach Roxburyans and we're going to reach the upper class, the lower class. We're going to reach the educated, the uneducated. When I came into this ministry, I had a limited education. But I didn't feel out of place. Because, but then all of a sudden, I began to have a heart for God's house. What can I do for the Lord? What did you save me for, God? Well, you know, we talk about joining the team. But be consistent if you join the team. Well, they didn't call me. Well, then you call them. That's a burden. You know that sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, like, okay, what, what, okay what's going on with our ushers team? What's, and I'm sure the other pastors do too. Our sound man. Where, where, where can we get these people involved? Who do we need to connect with today? Our mind is always thinking about you and how you could use your giftings to build, not your own personal kingdom, but to build God's kingdom. Now, don't get me wrong. We want you to be business owners. We want you to be entrepreneurs. We want you to answer the call of God. Yes, but use those giftings also to overflow into God's kingdom. Some of you should be on that camera. Crystal, stop taking pictures every Sunday. And give me the camera, sister. I want to take pictures sometimes. Tommy, you need help up there? You always look frustrated. I want to help you. Mindy, you're so joyful. You, the way you greeted me when I first came in, I want somebody else to feel what I felt. And I want God to use me. You think God called you to take a place on these people? You think we just want you to fill seats? Then we would just be like any other church. No, my friend, you fill your seat, but we're going to challenge you. We're going to get in your face sometimes. And say, listen, rise up. And let's build God's house together. Oh, man. But when you join the team, it's not just about your service. It's also about your finances. Ooh. Well. Somebody just turned me off. I felt that. I knew it. They were in it for the money. Oh, brother, if I was in it for the money, I'd be in Cambridge right now. God's called us to Cambridge. We're in it for people. Believe me, because if, if this ministry was in it for money, they would never have gave me the time of day. Because I had no money when I came. <laughs> I had an attitude problem. I told you my story. But they said, listen, there's a place for you here. But God's not going to let. You know, there's a, there's a saying. If this, as they prepare that video, 
There's a saying, oh, well, God said, come as you are. Everybody says that. Yeah, but show me where it says stay as you are. Because if I would have stayed where I was when God reached me, I would be very limited at the people I reach today. I could reach, you know, minister to doctors. I could minister to the drug addict, to a family man, to a businessman, to different cultures because of our experience in South Africa. And that's only possible because I've had a desire for God to use my life and to use me more, in the, not only just in the area of, you know, education, different things, but also in the area of my finances. And that's God's promise to you and I. See, he wants to bless you. In every area, but, he, but especially, listen to me very closely, in the area of your finances. I want you to put up that scripture, the last scripture this morning. As they come to the keyboard, Malachi 3, verse 10, very familiar scripture. Now, those of you uh, biblical scholars that said that's the Old Testament, well, if we went to the New Testament, the Bible said they gave all. So we could go there if you want. They sold properties so that the work of the kingdom. Now, we're not telling you to do that. We're telling you to abide by the basic Biblical principle, tithes and offering. If we're going to be a mega church, a base church, ascending church, then we're going to need people to rise up in there of the tithes and offering. Not to trust us. Listen, your trust is not in me. I'm going to let you down. I might not answer your phone call. I might not text you back right away. Or, or ever. I try to. I try my best. But I'm human. Your boss is going to let you down. Your job is not guaranteed. Our economy is not guaranteed. But one thing is guaranteed is God's word. In Malachi, it's a very familiar scripture. If you don't know it, as they put it up, did you guys get it? It says, bring all the tithe. Now, what's a tithe? It's 10% of everything you make. Listen to me carefully. I was, a, I was a taker all my life. I took. I stole. I was a robber. Yes, I was, yes, yes. You thought I worked on Wall Street before I came, right? If I was seeing something, I took it. I took all my life. I took from my mom. No, I didn't steal from my mom, but I took joy from her and I took things from her. When I got saved, I said, God, I don't want to be a taker no more. I want to be a giver. Because that's the nature of Christ is he's a giver. Even when we don't deserve it. It says to bring all your tithes. That's 10%. Into the storehouse. That's the church. Now, for this church, none of the ministers get paid by this church yet. And probably for a little while, we're not. We make things happen. We, God blesses us. We, you know, some of us have part-time. Some of us have little gig jobs. Some of us, God takes care of us different ways. So the, your money doesn't come to us yet. But it will one day. We're not going to lie to you. We should get paid. It's like my job. I do this full-time. Full we do this full-time. We label people full-time. We reach people full time. So your tithe belongs in the store. Your tithe, you don't, you don't just choose to decide where that goes. That's biblical. Okay? So there will be enough food in my temple. Now, of course, it's talking about the storehouse as in regards to a store and food. But it's talking about uh, resources so that we could reach and accomplish the task that God has given us to be ascending church and to open up rehabilitation homes. We haven't even opened our youth ministry yet. Which is on the horizon very soon. We're, 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 we're going to be talking about presenting to the team, but um, 
the food that it's talking about is, is, is the resources to have, get the buildings. We need to open up a men's recovery home, a women's recovery, for free. They come in for free for one year. No insurance, no money. We haven't been able to get a men's or women's home. And he says, if you do, this is what God says. He says, if you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. Now, I don't know, if, if you think of a little, like a window right here, one of these windows, you're not even imagining the windows of heaven. How big the windows of heaven are. Because we don't serve a small God. One window of heaven, you couldn't even imagine it. But he says, I'll open the windows of heaven for you. And I will pour out a blessing so great. You won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. In fact, what I'm about to read is the only place in the Bible where it says this. Put me to the test. You will not find that anywhere else in the Bible. In fact, it says, do not test the Lord your God. But in the area of finances, it says, test me. Test me in this. The other day, I was at Rhode Island. I was in Rhode Island on Labor Day. Or whatever, um, we were, a bunch of us went. Which Rhode Island is very close. I realize it's closer than Mansfield. For some reason, it's weird. It's like, it was 45 minutes. I'm just joking. Um, and we went, and then me and a couple people, we've, we've, uh, there was like a contest like the, in the mall. Like, if you fill this out, you'll receive a free four-night, three-night, four-days cruise to the Bahamas. I just filled it out or whatever. And so a couple of the team members did. And then I get a call back. You won. And I, and I was like, this must be a scam. So I called Mindy. I said, Mindy, did you win? She's like, they didn't call me back. I'm like, oh, shoot. The other person didn't call you? No. So I call him and says, yes, you know, you want, of course, you got to pay for your travel because it's Florida. And it just reminded me of God's blessings. Three, nine, four day trip to the Bahamas. I have to use it in a year and a half. Me, just a city preacher. I was going to say country, but it didn't sound right. <laughs> but the best blessings of the Lord, when you put him first. When you put him first in the area of finances, and this, this month we are talking about the area of finances, because we believe that God wants to bless you. We, we believe businesses are going to be started. We believe some of you are going to hit uh, uh, inheritances that are going to come your way, and some of you are going to have godly ideas for things. You're going to begin to experience abundance in the area of your finances. We believe it. But the only reason why God wants to do that is so we can reach more people. Amen. Now, you're going to have your beautiful house. You're going to buy your cars, but you're also going to, finance the vision that God has given us to reach more people. I drive by Method on Mile all the time. And I'm like, man, God, how can we be effective in reaching people? I drive by uh, 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 good communities and like behind closed doors, there's families that have been affected by depression and abuse. How are we going to reach those people? We, I, I play handball, me and Joey on Constitution Beach with a doctor. With a doctor. And he's a good handball player. How am I going to reach that, that doctor? That rolled up to play handball with me and Joey in a, in a BMW. And I was like, man, God, you're, you blow me away. I find myself in places I would never have imagined. But God wants to bless you. How many of you believe that? Raise your hand if you are B2B. 
God wants to bless you. Some of you are going to be property owners. Some of you are going to open uh, real estate businesses. Some of you are going to say, you know what, my God has blessed me so much. Man, we're going to buy land. I don't know where we're going to find it in Boston, but we're going to find land. <laughs> we'll build in the air if we have to. And you know why I say that? Because I've seen it. They said Victor Arch would amount to nothing with the kind of people we reach. But we were able to buy our own land. From, we bought a piece of land, I remember so clearly. We, we, were, we, were, we, were, uh, we had our own property, but we had a CUP there that we couldn't break anymore. Neighbors were, you know, was in a community. And we had to move about, I don't know how many cities away, seven cities away. We bought a piece of land, and we built from the ground up the most beautiful building in the Inland Empire or the, the county. Like Suffolk County, it was like that county. It was Victory Outreach with people like us, ordinary people, but good people that got blessed, that we believed that God was going to bless our lives. That's all I knew. But it happened because our leadership challenged us. Our pastors weren't afraid. Now, we don't talk about when We talk about, you know, salvation, sin, purpose, doctrine. We talk about prophecy. We're, we want to be balanced ministry. We don't go too, off too far on one side or the other. But we do know this, that God wants to use this ministry to impact all of New England. But the last I checked... The banks don't take amens or claps or hallelujahs. Imagine if I could go in there right now and be like, man, I got 10,000 hallelujahs. But no, we, you know, God's going to provide. Now, God could, you know, if you read the Bible, God provides different ways. You know that he provides to the wicked? When, he, when Israel left Egypt, the Bible says they gave them all their gold. There's other stories where it was, it, was, it was the wicked that provided for the things of God. In the book of Psalms, it says the riches of the wicked shall be, be ours. The riches of the wicked, we will inherit them. Us, me and you. And now that happens, yes. But you know the number one tool that God wants to use? He wants to use your life. He wants to use you in the area of your finances. Now this morning we took our tithes and offering at the end because we're going to do a challenge for you as the ushers take their place. Now we're going you know, to pray as, as you fill these cards out, those of you that desire to take this challenge. We have a 90-day challenge for you. The Bible says test me in this. You have a 90-day challenge for the, those of you. That, if you have never been a tither in your life, never tithe, 10%. Now it seems impossible sometimes. Because you got to pay your rent, you got to buy food, gotta, especially your insurance in mass. My God. Car insurance almost had a heart attack the other day. It seems impossible. But when you put God first, you're going to see Him increase and multiply. Israel, the reason why in the New Testament it doesn't talk about tithing a lot, do you know why? Because it was already ingrained in the people of Israel. They didn't have to talk about it. Till this day, till this day, non-Jesus believing Judaism believers, they give 10% and more. And that's why you see them blessed. You see the Muslims give 10%. That's why they have those synagogues. And they give to a God that's not real. That's in the grave. But for us, we serve a living God. 
a God that's able to provide. Because if you don't put your trust in, 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 the, in, in the things of God, listen, you, you better make sure that employer is going to be there in the midnight hour. We believe in this. That's why it's, e- it's easy for us. We believe in this. We've seen God's faithfulness. It's not the faithfulness of me or Victor Arch or the pastors. It's God's faithfulness. You're going to hear other reports that are going to blow you away. People that stepped out and increased their tithe and God's blessed them. And we want to hear reports like that from your life. I gave my first tithe and, man, I walked into work and I don't know where I got to. You're going to see God do the supernatural. Are you guys with me? This is a very important area. The Bible talks about finances more than it talks about heaven and hell. It talks about hell more than it talks about heaven. Because God wants to get it in your spirit this morning. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray this message builds your faith, encourages, and strengthens you in your walk with the Lord. If you would like to partner with us, sow a seed today. Head on over to our website at voboston.org and hit the giving link located at the top of the page. God bless you.